0: A Nation Divided, furnished by the Cochran Firm.
1: Is that correct or not or do we have to keep...
0: Hello, everyone. We are KBC Talk Radio 790. You are listening to A Nation Divided. We are coming to you live from Culver City. I am Brian Dunn, sitting right across from my best of friends, Mr. James Oates. How are you doing today,
2: brother? That was such a smooth transition, such a smooth intro, Brian. I uh, feel great, man.
0: Yeah, well, it's so good to be doing this, folks. We had a couple of weeks off uh, on account of the fact that USC football uh, reigned supreme. Uh, but now that we're here to talk to you again, it's so good to have your ear. We've been thinking so much lately about issues related to race and, and race in this, in this country and the extent to which we are continuing to perpetuate uh, certain concepts. And, and we wanted to take the discussion in a certain different direction uh, this afternoon. And you don't need a college degree for this. You don't need to have any kind of specialized knowledge. We're just going to be asking people generally what their gut tells them about this certain issue. And the issue is, in terms of the trends that we're dealing with in our country, uh, do people feel, do we feel uh, that politicians are appealing to cultural bias for the sake of political gain? It's just that simple. I mean, we're going to be dealing with A lot of issues. We've already had a lot uh, since the very controversial presidency uh, of our 45th president. Uh, But the issue that we want to talk about is is are there is there something else going on? Uh, Do we have a situation where the concept of cultural bias is being used as a political football? Are there certain appeals to uh, an individual's race, heritage, culture that are turning into political issues that wouldn't otherwise be political issues. And let me give you some examples. One of the things that we've seen in the last few years is there's been an undue emphasis on the concept of, for example, immigration, and the idea that we have to tighten our borders, which this has always been an issue. Uh, But it seems like as though some of the specific things that we're seeing now are unprecedented. Uh, And one of the things that I wanted to ask people uh, and you can always join the discussion at 1-800-222-5222, one 222 5222 is do you feel as though something else is going on? And one of the things, we I just want to start right off, uh, if we can, uh, with one of the clips that uh, Jim was so was so gracious to, to get for us about, uh, this was kind of at the very uh, kind of embryonic stages of what would become the Trump, Trump presidency, talking about the concept of Uh, immigration in these terms and as we get that uh, warmed up uh, one of the things that we're really going to talk about is uh, when we see the rhetoric and the political uh, discourse is there something that's not being spoken in other words uh, do we have a situation Start it whenever you're ready do we have a situation where
3: Mexico sends its people they're not sending their best they're bringing drugs they're bringing crime they're rapists. And some, I assume, are good people. Mexico sends its people. They're not sending their yeah, best. We got
0: that, Jim. And when, when we think about this, OK, what kinds of thoughts are those images going to evoke? When we're talking about a group of people uh, in the context of who's coming to this country and we're looking at it in terms of is this something that uh, we should tighten our borders? Is it something that we should use to augment our policy? But we're talking about them in terms of racists or, or rapists, rather, uh, not bringing their best people. Uh, what are some of your thoughts on this, Jim?
2: Well, I don't think there's any doubt that that race has always been a part of American politics. I mean yes. the, the discussion about race from the very beginning, our founding fathers talked about it, right? And so um, there's no doubt that today it seems, just as a passive observer, that race is used in discussions, uh, politics, um, politicians running – people running for office in campaigns – references to race, seems like it's used way more than it ever used to be. But is this something that is bothering people? I mean, and and essentially, folks,
0: we'd love to hear your opinion. You can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. We want you to join the discussion. Is this something that people are noticing? Or is it something that is just...
2: Um, being swept under the rug, or is it something that people don't care about? I think people do notice it. There's no doubt about it. I mean, there's studies that say that people notice it. I mean, well, there are studies that people have done. They've got the statistics on it that say when they ask the questions for people, who do you support politically, that there's these huge divisions down race lines, especially in certain parts of the country. But when you think about the exact concept of why people have come out so strongly on
0: one end of the spectrum or another, in other words, you're a Trump supporter or you're not a Trump supporter, Uh, There are very uh, stark alliances that are being developed within our country that didn't seem to exist before. And, you know, the concept is, what is actually dividing us? And what are some of the issues that we really have to tackle uh, if we're going to become a unified nation? Now, back to the issue of immigration. Has anyone ever really thought about how those words specifically – the words that we just heard from the president will affect a person's thought process. I mean, very few people, I think, take the time to consider the effect of their thoughts on their emotional state. And when you have a situation like this, I think you even have a clip from someone that might have heard uh, right. th- this comment. And if you could just show that to us for for a minute, this will explain what I'm talking about, folks.
3: Why do you hate us? Because we're Mexicans. We're honest people, right here. <laughs> yeah. How many people have I raped? How many How many drugs have I
2: dealt? So what you can't hear there in the background, and it's difficult. There's this is a video that was captured on a cell phone. This is a woman, and she happens to be a white woman who is uh, confronting a guy who happens to be Hispanic. And she's just berating the guy, and she's repeating essentially what Trump said. She she just says, you're a Mexican. He says, why do you hate us? Because you're Mexicans. And then he says, w- why, why would you hate us just because we're Mexicans? Because you're rapists, because you're drug dealers. She's just parroting what she's heard. And when
0: we think about this, is this something that is just all fair games in politics? Is this something that's just part of the blocking and tackling of uh, influencing people? Or is it something else?
2: Well, we've talked about that. This. this is what we were talking about earlier about gerrymandering, right? So without going into the detail of that, yeah, I mean, when politicians are going to end up saying, hey, we want to win the game no matter how we win it. And one of the ways we know we can win it is if we run some statistics and we look at these people over there versus these people over here that they're going to support me more if I say X, Y, and Z. Right. And I'm going to pander to that. Right. right. And I'm going to sort of race bait in effect. And they're going to win the, the election that way. It leads to people hearing this stuff, and then they start parroting Is
0: it right or is it wrong, folks? We'd love to hear your opinions. Uh, The issue is, are politicians in our present world appealing to cultural bias or for political gain? Is this something that is a problem to people? Uh, Or is this something that is just to be expected uh, in American politics? We'd love to hear your opinions at 1-800-222-5222. We're having a very informal discussion about this.
2: 1-800-222-5222. And I, I wonder if people even think about this—that just simply that the idea that we keep focusing on race and in, in politics specifically, and it is talked about so much—that that that might actually be tearing out the fabric of what really does make us Americans. Right. You know, everyone. I think people have this sense, right, out there. They've got this idea, something's broken, something's wrong. America's right. not what it should be, and it doesn't matter who you are. And it part of it what has to do with the
0: fact from. that we've lost respect for each other. We we yes. don't have the ability to exactly. have a, a dialogue respectful. We, ha- we have a situation where in Washington, uh, there seems to be absolutely no effort whatsoever to come to common ground right. on, on any issues. And you're either in one block or in another block. And the question is, how are we going to be able to get out of that? And if we do have some creative strategies for doing that, uh, is it going to involve
2: recalibrating the discussion and looking at things differently? Well, it almost has to, doesn't it? I mean, how how else are we going to get past this? How are we going to get to a place where maybe we're talking about the true what what true American ideals are, like the American creed and fairness and so on, justice, and decency, so on. respect, decency and respect? How do we ever get to that if we keep saying the exact same thing, it's like it's a broken record, right? I mean, you right. Get if, if the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result.
0: And, and one of the things that I want to I kind of pass on to folks is I, I was at UC Berkeley from 1986 to 1990, and I, I remember very little from my college experience in terms of what happened in the classroom. Uh, but I had a mentor that, that really took a liking to me, and he really uh, passed on something to me that changed my life, and now I'm going to pass this on to everyone who's listening now. Uh, And that thing is, he said, try to be aware of how your thoughts are affecting your emotions. It's a simple thing, but how are your thoughts affecting your emotions? Are you making yourself angry? Are you making yourself sad? And when we start really thinking about these issues, uh, we have to think about how it is that we can bridge the gap. How can we create a situation where uh, the dialogue that we have uh, is about the actual issues as opposed to those things that are separating us uh, as Americans.
2: And how can we know or how do we know that this is stuff that we really came up with on our own? Or or were we just fed this? Did we see this on TV? Did we hear someone say it? Right. Right. And the question is uh, always,
0: is this right? And folks, when we talk about this, we're having a very informal discussion. Uh, Are politicians appealing to cultural bias for political gain? If so, uh, do you think that this is the right thing? Do you think that it's wrong? Do you think we should do something about it? Uh, are we actually being uh, led into a situation where our uh, instincts are being used by politicians uh, to further their interests uh, as opposed to seeking the truth and coming to a common ground? And we have examples of this on both sides. Uh, we're going to uh, play a quick uh, quick clip from uh, Senator Harris and some oh, yeah. of the things that she said r- with regard to uh, her uh, – right. Her issues with with Senator Biden, or if you could just go ahead and uh, Uh show us that. It works on both sides. President
4: Biden, do you agree today, do you agree today Mm. that you were wrong to oppose busing in America? Do you
3: agree? I did not oppose busing in America. What I opposed is busing ordered by the Department of Education.
0: So, folks, uh, we have a couple of people that are holding right now. We're going to get to all of your calls. My producers are telling me we have to take a short break. Uh, But the issue, folks, if you'd like to join the discussion, are politicians appealing to cultural bias for political gain? Uh, Is this something that is a problem in our country? Is this something that we should be aware of? Or is this just part of the way things are done? We'd love to hear your thoughts, folks. You can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. Once again, one 800 222 Five two two two, and we're going to get to everybody as soon as we get back from the break. We are ABC Talk Radio seven ninety. You are listening to A Nation Divided. We are coming to you live from Culver City. This show where we like to talk about uncomfortable subjects and things that are typically shunned in popular culture, uh, but we're more interested in what it is that we can do to bring ourselves together as a nation and how it is that we can stop fighting one another and realize that there is more common ground than there is not. Uh, Dan from Torrance, you've been holding so patiently. The issue, folks, for today is, uh, are politicians in our country uh, appealing to cultural bias for political gain uh, on a level that is somewhat unprecedented? Uh, Is this a bad thing? Uh, Is this something that we should be concerned about? Jim, you had something?
2: Well, I was just going to say, you know, we had that Kamala Harris clip and we'll go back and play it again. And then we'll describe we'll talk about why we had played that. We didn't get a chance to do that. Right. And it it was
0: basically Kamala Harris coming hard at Joe Biden uh, on the issue of using
2: race as a a way to try to garner support. Right.
0: And thank you so much for bringing that up, Jim. Uh, Dan from Torrance, you've been so patient. Uh, We want to thank you for calling. Welcome to A Nation Divided. You're on with Brian and Jim.
5: That's yes, terrific, gentlemen. Thank you uh, for giving me this chance to make a comment on the sad situation that is occurring uh, nowadays. I, I, you know, I grew up in the 60s, and back in the 60s, racism was really evident. You yeah. knew yeah. when somebody was a racist, and really? it was plain to see. And, you know, we had the movements, and, and, you know, frankly, I thought that racism was going to die with my generation, and where, I have a 30-year-old son. And I'm so happy to be able to say that the kind of stuff that I was exposed to and overheard and heard, frankly, I don't hear it in his generation, oh, sure, there might be one or two holdouts, right. but there, it is nowhere near what it used to be. And that is a now, great point. I am point. increasingly alarmed because it seems to me and to many uh, of the, you know, my friends of my same age, we hear it being brandish like a sword out of capitol hill right by our right Democratic Brandish right.
2: like a sword yeah
5: the, the the minute you don't do, agree with them well then you're a racist right and, and somebody else doesn't agree, you're racist and i think the meaning of racism is lost you are right. not a racist just because you differ in opinion
0: right oh these are such great points
5: treasures and and just plain stupid i'm gonna say uh to 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 prejudge someone just because of religion or color
0: or absolutely, whatever other Dan. Way. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to thank you so much because you're bringing up so many important points. And uh, folks, for those of you who may not have been with us earlier, we're talking about the concept of race in American politics. Uh, this is not something you have to have a degree for it to weigh in. We just want to know your thoughts. Are we going into a place that is kind of the wrong place in terms of race being used for political gain, uh, and is it something that our politicians are responsible for? Uh, it seems to be the concept uh, that is coming to the forefront. And one of the beautiful things that Dan is bringing up is that sometimes it just the conceptualization of uh, race and cultural bias can just stifle the discussion. Uh, because once you call someone a racist or once you say that someone is uh, espousing racist values, you should have completely shut down uh, all forms of dialogue. Absolutely. You have completely uh, basically put that person no more ideas, into a corner. No more
2: ideas. No more we agree or disagree. Exactly. No more best way to get to the solution. Exactly. You've and shut point, down the The
0: point that we've got to deal with is that how are we going to actually right the ship? And folks, we'd love to hear your opinion at 1-800-222-5222. Once again, 1-800-222-5222 uh, is the concept of race and cultural bias being used uh, as a political football uh, in uh, the country's discourse. Uh, and is this something that, that is bad? Is this something that we should change? And, and Dan, I want to thank you so much for another thing that you brought up, because Dan actually has the experience of having lived through something uh, that really was an ugly time in our in our right. history. And he, he's able to, based on his personal experiences, uh, identify The concept of actual hatred, and and, uh, when it wasn't swept under the rug, and when it was in the forefront. This is something I hear a lot from my parents, and my parents' generation uh, is the difference
2: between racial bias and prejudice, and actual scientific racism. Right, the idea that people genuinely, truly believed that just because of the color of someone else's skin, they're inferior or they're less or something.
0: Yeah. Dan, uh, before we uh, before we break, I want you to hold with us. But uh, what do you think are some of the solutions that that we should we should uh, come at as a country nationwide to try to fix this problem?
5: Well, you know what amazes me, and I, I may have touched on this. I actually thought that racism was going the way of the dodo. Until <laughs> yeah,
2: me too. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, Brian and I think both we talked about exactly, this. Yeah, you we must. Have... We're closer yeah. in generation, Dan. We must right. be. Yeah,
5: yeah. And, and all of a sudden now it's back.
0: It seems to be coming back guided.
5: and, and, and you, here's the worst part. It isn't racism. It's just a tool, a right. tool that some group of politicians are using to shut down conversations to make shame people uh, just because they don't agree. right,
0: I, right. to shame I, I them. Think, yeah. And I, I think it's I, happening I, on both sides of the aisle Dan I want I want to ask you to hold for one second briefly. Uh, Myron, you've been so patient. I want to thank you for calling. Uh, We'd love to have your thoughts. And, folks, if you'd like to join the discussion, you can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. We're talking about the very uncomfortable subject of race and cultural politics and biases and all of these things. And are they being used as a political football? Are they being used to basically further the interests uh, of individuals who are trying to get ahead as opposed to uh, actually open up the dialogue to something that we can really realistically talk about? Myron, uh, please tell us your thoughts definitely want to know what you're thinking
3: yeah it's just a bunch of uh, they use it as a weapon uh, nobody really cares i don't i mean there's there's boneheads everywhere i don't care who you are black white japanese a giraffe or an elephant people just are people but people are just too busy working and stuff but the politicians use it as some kind of tool against somebody to smear them or whatever and it's not true.
2: Myron, why do they do that? What do you think it is that makes politicians think they're actually going to gain something from this?
3: They just just want to steer people for their votes. The power, that's basically it, you know. But, you know, there's a lot of sharp folks out there, and they're not falling for
0: it. They're just not. And, Myron, and that's an excellent point. And, and you know, in, in terms of the inertia of the country and where we've been, especially when we hear from Dan, uh, in terms of just his lifetime, he's seen such dramatic changes. We seem to be maybe backsliding a little bit. But Americans, I always have wanted to believe that we are basically plugged into what's right. Right. We're going to do and the right. And there's a thing. difference
2: between At the the end right of the and day, wrong. We know what justice is. Right? You, you right. can be misled.
0: I mean, we can be uh, led astray. There are certain right. things that can happen. I mean, if people are are basically uh in a state where they can be they, they can be suggestible and in other words, if if someone can actually make them feel a certain way uh based on a political speech that derides uh, uh Mexican immigrants uh, or uh, any other type, but it's the concept of intolerance uh is something that should not be used for someone to get ahead. You know, it should be something that's condemned. Um, Myron, I want to put you on hold briefly. Nina, uh, I want to thank you for holding. Uh, We are a nation divided. I'd love to hear what you think. Uh, In fact, we are dying to hear what you think. Welcome to the discussion, Nina. Hi, Nina. Hi,
6: how are you?
0: Good. Good. Good.
6: Um, my point is, I think any time somebody says something about different race than white people, media makes it more about the race than actually getting to the truth. The example that you used in the beginning, like for Trump was campaigning on some rapists and drugs, come through the door, that is true, actually. Some criminal and drugs are coming from Mexico. So instead of saying, okay, let's have a good people come in and stop all the drugs exactly. in them, criminal yeah. people, they never get into discussion about what the solution or what the truth is. Right. And you right. know, people have to have hold a higher standard and a quality. This country has a right to invite who they want to invite right. and hold the quality of the lifestyle of people who also live here. I'm immigrant myself. I came from India and if you go to Silicon Valley, the people work very hard to Come to this country and become something. We don't want to come here as a criminal. And if we are criminals, this country does, should have a right to say
2: no. Well, it's like well, what we you were, were saying before, the... Brian. You were talking about this earlier. You, you were basically saying, you know, the people take a, someone, certain politicians take a truth that's a small truth and then they blow that up and they get people all worked up. And race is a way that they do that. And it's not just race, but it's cultural bias.
0: I see a theme uh, among a lot of uh, of politicians that we're losing this country. They're they're saying we're losing control of the country or it's getting away from us. And what is really meant when that's said? Uh, Is it a a reflection on the the changing demographics in the country? Uh, Or is it a a reflection on uh, an uptick in a particular statistic. We know that crime nationwide is going down on an unprecedented right. way, pretty yeah, much consistently.
2: We're we, we put into this fear place where we actually think it's so terrible, but crime's actually going down. So, uh,
0: it, but Nina, I wanted to ask you this: When you hear the president refer to third world countries as s hole countries, uh, for example, uh, this is something that has been pretty much documented. Um, do, do you think that that might be a, a some kind of appeal? Uh, to seeing the individuals of these countries as being somewhat un-American or being somewhat not worthy of the American dream or somewhat different than uh, Americans as we now stand. No,
6: actually, that makes us work more harder to be, like, American, and that's the attitude people should take it.
2: Absolutely. Wow. That's amazing. I didn't expect that. Folks,
0: if you'd like to join the discussion, you can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. Once again, 1-800-222-5222. Is race being used as a political football? Uh, Are we going in the wrong direction as a country? I'm going to get back to you, Dan, uh, from Torrance. And I wanted to pose this to you. Once again, thank you so much for calling. Um, What do you think about the concept of just calling an egg an egg? In other words, if we have a situation where we think that something is uh, being used – in other words, if we were going to actually truly open the dialogue uh, and say, look, this is not what it appears to be, you're actually talking about a cultural bias, you're talking about a race, uh, do you think that that would be something that would be effective in the discussion?
5: It's never effective because it obfuscates the true meaning of the, or the, the, the underlying reason for the conversation. Like someone said, as soon as you start talking that, all bets are off because everybody's mind goes back to a, a darker time. Right. And, you know, uh, I, too, uh, came to the as an immigrant years and years and years ago. Well,
0: we're going to uh, want to hear all he about that, that, Dan. My producers way. are telling me that I need to take a short break. Folks, yeah, if with you'd like to Dan join I the discussion, I'm, I want to start start back up with you. You can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. 1-800-222-5222. We're talking about the use of race in American politics. Uh, Is this something that we should be concerned about? Uh, Our discussions about immigration, gun rights, abortion rights, all of these other things, are they somehow veiling something else? We're interested in what you think, folks.
4: We'll be right back.
0: back folks we are kbc talk radio 790 i am brian dunn talking about a nation divided the name of the show a nation divided where we talk about very uncomfortable subjects we're talking about the concept of race and identity politics this afternoon and the concept of is there something else going on Uh, is race being used as as they say a political football uh, when we start talking about the concepts of Current events, uh, are politicians trying to appeal uh, to uh, the concept of cultural bias, identity, racial politics? We'd like to know what you think, folks. If you'd like to reach us, you can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. This is an informal discussion. We just want to know how you feel because we have some concerns about the direction that our level of communication is going as a nation. Charles, thank you so much for calling us. Um, I want to thank you for being so patient and holding. Welcome to A Nation Divided. We are dying to know what you think.
5: Okay, well, thank you, and thank you for taking on this uh, important discussion. And, yeah, certainly it's used. uh, uh, The person gave the example about the asshole countries, even though uh, many of your African immigrants are doing better than uh, people born in this country, as far as college and and professional success and all that. And and, then somebody gave an example of... uh, of the uh, remember that judge the uh, hispanic judge
0: yeah He was,
5: said, "Yeah, oh, he, he can't he can't he can't try my case he's you know
0: he's, he's yeah you know, for those of you who may not be familiar with the issue the issue was the trump university uh lawsuit uh, that was happening uh, it actually was before the election it had been assigned to a, a, a latino uh, federal judge in san right. diego and he called him mexican and he called him yeah, mexican right. and it was it was a pretty uh, flagrant tool uh, but the question is, did it seem to bother people? I mean, is this something that is something that people are just thinking? Uh, or is this uh, something that we should be outraged about? Because it didn't seem to resonate that strongly in terms of his polling. And uh, the idea is, when we look at a lot of the things that we've seen happen uh, since the administration has taken flight, we've seen an immigration ban that happened in the in the uh, early stages of it. Uh, we've seen a, that, that was targeted at Muslim countries. Uh, We've seen uh, a lot of attacks on uh, the concept of Mexican immigration and the border wall and all of these things. And are these basically identity politics? Are we basically getting into a situation where um, the idea of being
2: American... And the conceptualization of American is somehow tied to one's culture and race. Well, one thing that we probably even missed too, Brian, right at the top, we probably should have hit because it's been a couple of weeks since we've been on. Maybe some people listening didn't know. The last couple of shows we did on race, Yes, we pretty definitively – I think we well-established – that race is basically a false construct. And even if it doesn't you,
0: have a scientific, basis. And
2: it has no scientific and, and even if you do believe that it does have a scientific basis, I think we can say pretty conservatively that most Americans believe that race shouldn't be a factor. Right. right. Whether you believe race is a real thing or it's not a real thing, whether we want to get society, past it as a country, we get past it as a country. And people really believe that we should be colorblind, so to speak, right. and because Americans at their heart. Are just people, right. and they believe in fairness, right? right? And so that extends to the thing of race. And so then it comes back to the question: If it's meaningless, why does it keep coming up?
0: Right, uh, Dan. I want to get back to you briefly, uh, Dan. Uh, you, you were talking to us about your status as an immigrant, and that's something that's very significant to us here because uh, we are a nation of immigrants, and somehow the concept of immigration has become demonized as we've moved forward. Now, uh, tell us a little bit about your perspective. We don't have a whole lot of time, but tell us a little bit about what your perspective as an immigrant gives you here.
5: My perspective is simply this. When we came to this country, we came in through the legal way. We petitioned the country. We filled out the forms. We waited for the yes or no. We got the yes, we came. I think what's going on at the borders is nothing less than storming the gates of a country and demanding to get into the country without any kind of due process. Let me give it to you this way. Suppose you had a restaurant that could seat 200 people. And all of a sudden, 100 people come to the door and demand to be seated and just come on in.
0: And do you really believe that that's happening on the scale that it's being purported to to be happening on? I mean, this is a concept that uh, may be distorted. And the idea of all of these hundreds of thousands of people coming has been uh, pretty much systematically debunked uh, by the actual scientific research concerning who's getting in. And one of the things, Dan, is that if you were able to petition, uh, which was probably several decades ago, to get into the country, that's oh, yeah. something that is darn near impossible for people to do now uh, legally. If they don't have a specialized skill, uh, the concept of actually uh, petitioning to get in uh, is something that just it, – it's, it's illogical. Uh, but Dan – The
5: point I, is there is ahead. due process. There, there is. is a process and a way in. I, and i, I think the biggest uh, and i think the biggest, even mentioned that
2: right i think dan i think the biggest point would be th- to say that you might have that opinion that's that there we have a legal process but should you be called a racist just because you say hey i think that's a that, very good point you know and that, i think that's what Dan's saying, right if Absolutely. I, I, without putting words in your mouth dan i think what you're trying to say is that you know look for you you know you were your family was an immigrant i'm assuming that's what it was Absolutely. and that you immigrated here and you're not a racist just because you believe that there should be due process, that, right. that there are laws.
0: And, uh, and we, shouldn't, we shouldn't look at it that way. Dan, I'm going to put you on hold one second briefly. Ray from Irvine, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to hold, uh, being so patient. Welcome to A Nation Divided. You're on with Brian and Jim, and we are dying to know what you think, Ray.
5: Thank you, Brian and Jim, for taking my call. My point is that if we concentrate only on one race, and that would be American race,
2: Amen. Amen. And, You're hitting it. Yeah. And
5: we could not go wrong with anybody else who That's right. steps out of that. We know who they are. And if we protect American race against violation, against taking their rights, life, liberty, land, and contract, or money, or whatever other rights and property they have, we are done. Right. We, we don't need to think about anything else.
0: And one of the things, raised Somebody's that... rights
5: are violated.
0: That's right. it. That's but our history that's in this American country, really one right. of the things that we're dealing with is inertia. And we have uh, created the arbitrary concept in this country of white and black people uh, to further a system that was basically uh, founded in, in, in a system of equality, inequality, slavery. I don't think we should have white and black people. I think we should do away with it. I think it's a concept that is outdated, uh, but a lot of people have a lot of problems with that because their identity is focused on those concepts. I truly believe that you are hitting the nail on the head as hard as possible, Ray, when you say there should just Amen be one that. American, yeah, one Americans. There. Yeah, that's right. And um, but that is, a lot of folks still have, have issues with that. Uh, David from Glendora, want to thank you so much for holding. Uh, Dan, we're going to get right back to you in a minute. Uh, but folks, and Myron too, uh, let us know what your thoughts are, David. Uh, welcome to A Nation Divided with Brian and Jim.
1: Uh, yes, yeah, so thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I I I just want to make a a quick point. Um, I was at a job, and this is like thirty years ago, and I'll never forget it. And my job had like a hundred and hundred and ten employees, and we had one African American, and I could tell a lot of people kind of shy about It wouldn't, you know, kind of ignored him. So I, you know, we went out and had some drinks. Good for you. And we we started talking race, and he he goes uh, David. He goes. I can tell if someone's racist within three to five seconds. Mm -hmm. He he was the African-American guy. I go, oh, come on, Tyrone. How can you judge someone in three to five seconds? And his answer was, you walk in my shoes for a week and you would understand.
0: And the concept of walking in one's shoes is something that we get from the Bible, but it's something that has very little political utility. Has anyone ever really said Uh, What would you do if you were one of these immigrants that you're accusing so hard of breaking the law, trying to get into this country, trying to storm the borders? If you were starving, uh, if you needed political asylum, uh, would you be able to would we as Americans actually be able to look at the life through another person's uh, struggle like that? And that is kind of, David, you're hitting on the secret to understanding uh, what it is that uh, eradicates problems that separate people, is that we tend to get into a psychosis of thinking that there is an us and there is a them. And if there is an us and there is a them, then you've marginalized the suffering of those people who are in the category of them. Uh, I love what Ray says when he says there should just be one one us. There should just be one America. There should be one American uh, concept. And that is... uh, all of us and we're going to look differently uh, and we're going to have different cultural backgrounds but we are one nation. Uh David
1: Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me say real quick if me and my son were starving I would do anything. Anything to feed him.
0: Amen. And we understand that. Uh David don't go anywhere Myron I want to I want to get back to you uh quickly and I want to thank you for holding for so long. I wanted to get to you on this particular discussion. Uh do you think that uh, when we have a situation where you have so many people that are all of the sudden seeing immigration uh, as one of our biggest issues in this nation and it's such a problem, and it's always been there, uh, but do you think that there's any correlation uh, between the uh, political and current political administration's focus on this and the way that people are thinking? Or do you think that people were just thinking that way anyway? Any thoughts? No,
3: no, I just think, uh, like I say, uh, politicians, they use it uh, as a tool uh, against the other one and so forth and so on. As a young man, I always thought, you know, my like, God, why are these guys going after each other like this and using other people? Aren't they, right. Are these supposed to be the leaders of our country? You know what I mean? Yeah. But anyway. And
0: the concept uh, is is that, go ahead. I'm sorry, Myron. I, I cut you off. Go ahead.
3: I'll I, I just say it real quick. and I'll open it up. As a young boy, I was raised up in El Paso, Texas, in Texas Western, before it was UTIP, Played for the national championship in 1966 and won it all right respect and and when and when the movie came out bounded for glory it was then that i realized when i saw the movie i never knew that that's the first time in america that it was an all-black team right didn't even know that and i don't think anybody else did because nobody cared and nobody we, cared. we we were just Texas Western fans, and th- those were our guys.
0: Absolutely. And and Has anyone ever everybody. really stopped to think when you see children yeah. playing together? We when you see children that earlier. are that yeah. are just kids playing yeah. in the sandbox, yeah. they have absolutely no conceptualization of any of this. It doesn't and,
2: make any difference. And football's and the best it, it example shouldn't. too. Yeah, football's the best. Yeah. Example
0: absolutely. So, folks, we're going right. to take a short yeah. break. We're going to get right back to Mike. Uh, we're going to start with you. Ah, The only of us, Mike. Come call us back, Mike. I wanted to get you. You've been holding. Anyway, we're going to, folks, hang on. We're going to have some final thoughts, but uh, we really are on to something here, folks. And, uh, you know, if you'd like to join the discussion, there's still time. 1 800 222 5222. Is race being used to manipulate American versus American? And if so, what are we going to do to stop that? We'll be right back, folks. Welcome back, folks. Uh, We are a nation divided. Brian Dunn and Jim Oates trying to tackle some of the issues that are tearing us apart as a nation. Today, we're talking about race and the concept of race in American politics. And is this being used? You can think about some examples. Uh, was Obama Muslim? Uh, was he actually born in America? Uh, is the conceptualization of immigration tied to criminal
2: activity? i got to bring it up. Uh, I'm to say have a, it again. Yes, go ahead. What Jim. Ray said, I mean, we've got to hit this one more time for everyone who's listening. Yeah. We need to be one race, we need to be Americans. Right. Man, that guy hit it, man. He hit the nail on the head.
0: And we we just did two shows before previously on the concept of should we do away with the, the conceptualization of white and black folks, but the the concept of race as a political football. Uh, this is something that I really wanted to get at, Janet from Sherman Oaks. I want to thank you so much for calling in. Uh, you're on a Nation Divided with Brian and Jim, and we are dying to know what you think. Hi, Janet.
4: Okay. Hello, 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 men. Uh, my name is Janet. I'm. I'm I happen to be a Californian and I happen to be black, white, and American Indian, if you can imagine. I am too.
2: So I am too actually actually. We're
4: we're we're probably second co- and first cousins. <laughs> but yes, yes, my dears. But what what I'm what I'm um wanting to put out there is that uh the Trump movement, if you will, the Trump uh phenomena, it, it struck a chord with, with the with these people. Uh, in the country, because these people are not prejudiced. Me, I, I don't care if a person is pink or or purple or or polka dot. But but there is something that it means to be an American. Right. You know, there there is something. I, I'm not a Swede. I'm not a. I'm not an Afghan. Is African. that
0: thing tied to a person's race? That it, thing know, that makes us American?
4: Yeah. Yes and no. Basically, what has happened? I'm in Southern California. And I have seen it. We we are now being completely globalized. And what I mean by that is that the middle we, we it's it's the rich and the servant class.
0: Oh now you're getting there. there now getting you're somewhere. getting there, Janet. Uh, but the idea hey. is uh, right. is this is this a we think it's a big smoke screen actually, and Jim and I were just yeah. talking about is this. It, but is it
2: race at all? Don't race. let me
0: cut you off, Janet. Finish it up. Well, Keep going. Well
4: it's just you see, you see, it's like when your mom was making dinner, she didn't say, let me go down the block and feed, and feed those kids down the street, and then I'll come back. And if there's anything left over, I'll get to you. I'll clothe and feed you. And so you have to take care of your homegrown citizen, the person who was born at, you know, St. Luke's Hospital in uh, Burbank in uh, Compton. You cannot say, you know, if, the, if that is not taken care of and you have to educate and train them we're getting people from third world places and they're coming in from these communist marxist places but they're highly trained they're highly skilled and our guys are getting out of high school they they can't even say baba buba you know they They've got nothing. Well, you're definitely, Janet,
0: you're definitely bringing up a lot of issues and uh, in terms of the the concept of of education and where we are there. We've got a whole slew of shows lined up for that. But I wanted to talk to you just briefly about the idea of race in general and cultural politics in general.
4: And is this something that... That's 100%.
0: That's
4: 100%. You see, this is what they try and throw at us. You say... Oh well, how come there's 32 Mexicans here or Hispanics here, and I don't see one guy working here at uh, Nordstrom? Oh, you're a racist! Right? Oh, you're a racist! How come? How come everybody at this uh, at this uh, uh, Delmonico's is Arab driving a, a Bentley? Oh, you're a racist! Right? Oh, you're and a I, racist! And I
0: think that that's a very important point too: is that we can't stifle the discussion by uh, categorizing each other with labels, uh, because that is right. one of the things that has happened uh, that has it's really divided the
4: us. It's the dismantling. It's happening in Britain. It's happening in Italy. It's happening in Sweden. It's the dismantling of the American. uh, I don't care if they're black or white or Hispanic. It's the dismantling of the American loyal middle class.
2: You know, I got to say that uh, one thing that I've been wondering just as I've been sitting here, we've been thinking about this. I've been thinking about as we're talking is that I wonder if people that have reacted so violently, so aggressively, say against illegal immigration i wonder that's, if they would react so violently if they weren't attacked in the first place in other words someone stands up oh, and that's says a good point. hey you know there shouldn't yeah people shouldn't come immigrate illegally they should follow the process and then they get attacked and so then what do they do they attack back right and so it starts this cycle right. of he said, she said, racist, and, You racist. know, two
0: people can figure out a solution to a problem <laughs> you know I mean? if they respect each other and have a discussion, but if they're attacking each other, it's only going to perpetuate itself. It just itself. ramps
2: it up. Right. And it just goes higher.
0: And that's kind of like what Dan was talking about. Janet, thank you so much for weighing in. We really appreciate uh, what you're saying. Dan, I wanted to get back to you before we quit. And uh, David, don't go anywhere. We're going to get right back to you as well. Uh, you have provided so much wonderful insight to us, Dan. I want to thank you so much for calling in. Um... One of the things that I think that you really bring to the table uh, that even Jim and I don't because you're probably a little, in the generation before us is giving our listeners and a glimpse of what it was like when our nation truly was dealing with just rampant hatred. Uh, and I'm using the word hatred because that is kind of what happened uh, in, the, in the Reconstruction Era. So what do you think your experiences there, Dan, can add? I mean, you've got a lot of experiences. What do you think oh, yeah, is I, I different can, now?
5: Can, oh, there's a lot of difference. There were a lot of great people who advanced the uh, the uh, position of, 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 of immigrants, Martin Luther King, Cesar Chavez. There's so many great people that 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 put it out on the table and risked everything and brought us forward and took us out of the darkness. Right. When I was a when I was a boy, I heard every epithet known to man all the time just as casual conversation, just like I'm going to light up a cigarette and I'm going to use these words. And then years went by. People made a difference. I heard less and less and less and less until one day, like I said, I was so damn happy that my 30-year-old boy, he he never heard that kind of
0: stuff. But you know, a lot of the folks that are identifying themselves as white supremacists now are in their 20s. Uh, this is oh. this is something that is unfortunate, but it's true. A lot of the the movements that we've seen are seem to be infecting the hearts and minds of young people, and uh, yes,
5: because they're the most malleable, they come out of the universities poisoned by right. uh, liberal professors. You know, they don't even have a chance to to, to rub. Two thoughts together before somebody fills their mind with this guy. Dan, I
0: and want to true. thank you so much uh, for calling. Unfortunately, uh, we're limited in time because I could believe I could talk to you probably for an entire hour. Dan, thank you so much, folks. If you'd like to uh, communicate with us during the week, you can reach us at nationdividedradio.com. That is nationdividedradio.com. Uh, we always enjoy hearing what our listeners think.
2: You can go and, back and hear the past shows, exactly. the last couple of shows we did in race kind of important to hear that stuff when we we're having these conversations. And, you
0: know, as we kind of move towards a towards a conclusion, I, the, the issue of the identity of what is an American, uh, that's something that Ray hit us with earlier, and it's really it's important for us to keep coming back to that. Uh, when we think of American, do we think of a white person? Do we think of a so-called black person, white person? Do we think of anything, or is it just something that is a national fixture of our country? And when you start talking about identity politics and when you start talking about uh, This theme uh, that I hear in thought, which is we're losing the country, we're losing the country, we're losing the country. No, we're not losing the country. No. And, you know, the idea is what is this playing to? David, I wanted to get right back to you before we um, actually uh, shut it down. And I wanted to talk to you about your thoughts. And specifically, uh, tell us a little bit about what you think uh, in the little bit amount of time we have. What do you think you want to tell our listeners in terms of how we can fix these divisions within our nation?
1: Okay, uh, I'll be real brief. What, what I have, I am mid 60s. I've lived in Southern California my whole entire life. I've always dealt with the public. What I have learned is people who are racist and don't like different uh, cultures and race of people are ones who have never been around agree, these kind and of they people. Have anger.
0: So David, thank you so much for calling, folks. We're going to have to wrap it up right now. I just want to leave you with essentially a concept that was given to me in college is that. Always be aware of the the correlation between your thoughts and the emotions that they produce. Uh, We had a lively one today, folks. I want to thank you so much for participating. And as we move into the next phase, thank you for listening to A Nation Divided. We will be back next week and try to remember what we always say, even if we disagree with you. We love you all. We love you all. See you next week, folks. And thanks again.
4: Furnished by the Cochrane firm.